And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Welcome back to Startup Hustle's Mental Health Monday series with your guest host, Janae Gamage. That's me. I'm a serial founder, vet, mom, wife, overall badass, so I hear. Um, That said, I, like most founders, struggle with my mental health. So when Startup Hustle asked me to host a guest series on the topic, I jumped at the chance. Um, Today we'll be talking about the epidemic that nobody is talking about for entrepreneurs, which is suicide and depression. Um, Before I introduce you to today's marvelous guest wearing his KC hat, which I love, um, let's Mm. first thank our friends at Full Scale for sponsoring today's episode. Um, So today our guest is Abraham of CEO of Freedom Project here in KC. Um, Actually, you're pretty global, I think. Are you not? I mean, yeah. Um, at this point, yeah, I've I, I've I find myself everywhere, honestly. So, but you know, Casey is home base because I have a son son here, so I I, I like to stay here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you've never heard of Freedom Project, it's a mental health media agency that uses storytelling and technology to make mental fitness and services accessible for all. Yep. That's yes. how we do it. <laughs> yes, I love it. And if you haven't checked out his um i came to your premiere event was that about a month or two ago uh may 15 wow time flies time does fly may 15 it's Mm -hmm. extraordinary what you've put together i loved it um i brought my wife who was also in the mental health space psychologist Um, badass yeah (laughs) and married to me so right um but tell me about uh, Freedom Project. We, you know, we've had mm-hmm. discussions about mental health and our struggles with suicide mm-hmm. and what that looked like for us, just on a personal level. Is that, you know, how what inspired you to start Freedom Project, or how did how tell me the backstory? I want to know everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, so I I actually started talking about mental health uh, uh, about seven years now. Uh, but the reason why I went to therapy is, is because I was dealing with a lot um, seven years ago, you know, as a developer and someone who works in the uh, marketing and advertising space, very stressful. Uh, but I also had a stutter back then. And uh, the, that stutter was something that was limiting me to a lot of things. And I had a lot of insecurities, but also I was dating a girl who constantly kept reminding me that I needed help. <laughs> And I was like, okay, um, uh, I I don't need help. So back then, I actually was like, no, because whenever you know, especially growing growing up in Africa, uh, whenever we 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 see someone with mental illness, we literally call them their mental. So whenever we we see someone dealing with it, you know, it it, it had a really bad like um, connotation attached to it, which is like someone really dirty, you know, dirty locks, and they're being chased by kids. I was even stoning them sometimes. So that's how bad it is in like West Africa. 
So t- here I am, uh, and this girl is telling me that I have I have some issues. I need to go see a psychologist because I I hated going out and hanging out with her friends. I just wanted to be home, and she wanted to me to to meet all these people. To me, that was like why I don't want to I don't want to know them. But I'm dating someone, and I needed to be part of her life. Uh, but she she uh, eventually gave me an ultimatum. It's either I go take care of myself or else she's out. So I ended up going to therapy. Uh, with the intention of getting back the girl. And I was literally remember, I remember telling the psychologist, Hey, like some guy can just come in and swoop this girl. Why are we talking about my childhood? How can you give me tips and tricks, advertisers, tips and tricks on how to get this girl back. But, uh, you know, she was very patient. You know, the first six months was just me being very stubborn, but I kept showing up because, you know, in my entire life, that was the first time that I had an adult person listen to me intentionally and actually have a conversation like i used to get slapped for just speaking up to my dad or just responding it's like you don't speak up to whenever like an adult is speaking so that's the environment that i was growing you know you know was raised so this was nice having a conversation with a psychologist and i was like okay i'm I'm gonna keep showing up but eventually she also gave me an ultimatum my life is, is filled with ultimatums she was like you have to take this seriously uh, or, or else, you know, we, you're going to have to find someone else. And uh, and that's when I actually started taking it seriously because I knew all the things that she was saying, you know, there was some truth to it, but I could not remember. And I just felt like that maybe my brain was making up all these things. So I started calling, you know, calling my mom to figure out whether all these things that I, that I started like remembering from getting molested as a kid and, you know, watching a friend die in front of me. These were like memories that my brain conveniently just like mask because I wasn't strong enough to deal with them uh, as a little kid. And I, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have any anyone around in Africa to tell me that, oh, the reason why you're behaving this way and, and even developed a stutter is, is, is from, you know, accumulated stress over time. And, and that manifested into a physical stutter because I didn't I didn't I didn't know how to deal with them. And the fact that I was constantly getting shut up by my by my dad, he, you know, you don't speak up. So that, that also Im- impacted my confidence as a person, uh, as a little kid growing up. So I, the the stutter just kept getting bad to a point that I will hit the table. Uh, so, yeah, it's like these are the things that I discovered while going to therapy. And somehow my entire personality changed from someone behind a computer to someone wearing fedoras and, you know, going to meetings and, you know, walking in places like I own it. It's like my whole personality changed. But that was me as a little kid before I experienced, you know, trauma. And, and, and all these other things that any kid should not experience. So that's why I decided to basically switch careers completely. But but basically using my background as someone who works in film, advertising and all this other tech space and, and then apply it to uh, mental health in order to, to actually talk about it, but not just talk about it, actually do actionable things where we're building AI. We're doing all these different things to, to make sure to make to make it accessible for people. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know sometimes when I say all people, they're like, yeah, yeah, well, who, who, who is your target? I was like, this is not, I'm not trying to sell a $9.99 product here. I'm trying to reach people and, and give them access to resources. So I say all people. I, I know sometimes it can be very uh, controversial, but hey. Because we all, we all need right some way, shape, or form. Exactly. That, you know, mental health support. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know you said something key for me you know, this person that, that you present the fedoras and all that, the confidence, the extra right. confidence, being able to stand up in a crowd and mm-hmm. happy and speak about what you're passionate about. Exactly. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that gift, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they're actually probably 
fighting such a, a silent fight because yep. there is a stigma as an entrepreneur, even more so, to present such a strong and motivated individual publicly. Yep. Because mm -hmm. you have customers, you have employees, you have investors, and you have to always be kind of put together mm -hmm. in order to show up and run a business, yeah. right? And then at home or inside internally, like yeah. you're struggling so much, right? And mm -hmm. do I go out and get help and risk losing this right. respect, credibility, customers, mm -hmm. money, revenue, everything I need to survive? Because yeah. up here, you know, if I'm not 100%, then mm -hmm. obviously nothing else about my life can be 100%, right? Right. It's, it's oh, big time. Stigma. So mm -hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, and what I really wanted to highlight in this episode is that we have to, we have to find a way to mm -hmm. support this community in a way that doesn't make them lose credibility for who they yeah. are entrepreneur and a business owner or a friend or a teammate um, right. that, that, that normalizes the fact that, hey, we're allowed to struggle. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to seek help for that struggle and we can still run a business. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, to me, it, it's like, you know, um, I, I also went through that phase of, you know, especially when I just started the Freedom Project because, um, you know, initially it was just going to be a project for me to just do and decide. But then the more I was learning about the mental health space, and I was like, this is the most broken healthcare space I've ever, <laughs> that I've ever seen. Like people don't even know what is the difference between mental health and mental illness. They don't know what, yeah. what anxiety will look like. They, they don't literally know, they don't even know how to go find a, 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 a psychologist. Some people don't even know wow. what's a psychiatrist or who is a counselor, who is a therapist, a social worker. This is basic information that the experts always so forget about. Now. So mm -hmm. a psychiatrist subscribes mm -hmm. medication, medication for mental yes. illnesses. Mm -hmm. And then a psychologist basically, you know, talks to you on a, on a more like, you know, like emotional intelligence and be able to, right. you know, help you navigate all of those feelings that you aren't even aware of. So they're really good listeners. Right. And, you know, these are things that a lot of people don't know. And, you know, I I also went through that stage of, should I talk about my story while building this? Because uh, I needed to. Now, now all of a sudden, I had confidence. I was like, okay, I'm. I, but also, I'm also a black dude, and usually, I, I remember there were moments where I, I would go to a business and then try to build some like a partnership for, you know, either us running their media as a mental health agency and and also us helping them on a long, you know longevity goal as we progress. And usually I notice whenever I would dress with my hoodie and this, I'll never have meetings. But when I wear this same outfit and then all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about my fedora. I mean, usually the only black dude. So this way, things that were also impacting me on a subconscious level. So I felt like I could never let my guard down, which took me a few years to, 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 to actually figure out, OK, am I really Abraham with all of this fedora or am I just built creating another crutch for myself because I'm. I'm still afraid of, of of showing my true self, which is the bandana. I love wearing bandanas because my hair is crazy. Yeah. I like to hold it in there. <laughs> uh, so, but 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 you know, but now I'm you know, eventually I was able to figure out. Okay, well, you know, I am you know, I, I know what I can do. I know like what I'm capable of. I'm now going to, you know, create this whole new identity just to be able to speak to someone. I mean. Um, which also made it difficult because it's been six years of working on this project and, and the lack of support is just overwhelming because I remember being an advertiser 
it was amazing. Uh, you know, I was making a lot of money. I was I was very depressed, but at least I was making money. But now I'm, I'm very joyful, but the money is going so fast because there isn't a lot of support again in this space. And these are things that I, 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 I had to figure out how to battle to make sure that I'm not creating another crutch for myself and then making it even difficult. Because I've been there as a developer, being the only black guy in the room to a point that I try to take my own life. I literally would drive into incoming traffic just to hopefully someone would do it because that would have been easier. I've, I've literally held a gun and tried to take my own life and, and mistakenly shot. You know, it's, it's someone opened the door and I and, and I just shot and, and it like went right in between my legs because I panicked. So, the, you know, these are things that I have been through and and. But everybody else have seen me as this successful guy. You know, my, my family was very happy. But the moment I started talking about my, my story, all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, now I'm I'm the black sheep. But I'm like, I'm happy, though. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't make as much money like I used to. I can't support, which was another tax that I used to support a lot of people. But now <laughs> but now the support is gone and the love is disappearing, which is good because I'm now I'm knowing all the people that were really there because they actually cared about me, not because of all the things that I was doing. And uh, so, yeah, it's like all of these things keep keep showing up each other uh, um, with like every process that I'm on uh, as I progress in this space. But then also now I have the resources. I know what someone is trying to manipulate me looks like. I know how all of these things look like. Uh, maybe to like, you know, at least I'm aware when things are happening and I can, you know, point it out. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs aren't, you know, yeah. they're trying to please, please, please. And sometimes you can get lost in that. And, uh, it, you know, you know, I, I didn't I, I, back then I didn't know how to talk, to, even communicate to my team because I felt like I had to be strong. You know, I, I, I had to be the one doing literally everything. And also, you know, I, I wanted to help them and, and be you know, part of their growth as well. But I, I wasn't even, I didn't even know what help looked like. I could not help myself. I was depressed. I was extremely sad. Uh, but yeah, I, I went from a team of almost 65 people to like just three of us now. So, <laughs> so that's how, you know, the growth process has been very, very rough because the moment I found out about mental health, I was just like bringing people in because I wanted people to know about their own mental health. But then back back then I'm still growing. I didn't I didn't I was still dealing with all of these things, even though I was aware, uh, which was a good thing. Literally saved my life because especially being in such a big group of people, and then literally just everything just gone. And, and you know I can imagine if I was still that 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 guy behind a computer with stutters, I would have done something very drastic, and it you know it it would not be very great. Uh, but but today, you know, or now I, I have the resources, so that's helping me properly navigate and be able to point things out and, and not make it my identity like, oh, crap, you know, I just lost this client. Uh, this is my fault because uh, oh. that's what I was doing. Or, man, I'm not, you know, everybody in the team is not feeling well. This is my fault. Instead of just communicating and because people's, you know, goals change, people's needs are changing every day, especially someone when you have big teams, you have people coming in. Uh, today you hire them. They want to be, uh, uh, they want to work as much as possible. But in six months they become a dad. Now they want to spend more time and less and work less. But I wasn't having those communications, which was creating a lot of you know problems within the team, because I either make it my fault, but I'm not communicating and I'll get angry at them. So I'm just like, yeah, don't say like, this process is brutal, man. <laughs> you, you said a lot of key things that I want to circle back to and make sure you know the listeners or viewers actually caught it. You talked mm -hmm. about self-awareness as an entrepreneur and 
you you even i mean it sounds like on one occasion you would not be here if oh yeah one of your attempts was not interrupted it's right. the same story for me literally mm-hmm. i i am type a and mm-hmm. my letter that i left right i have a letter my letters too. that i left had yeah. to be a certain way and put in a right. certain place so the mm-hmm. place um that i was placing them mm-hmm. um when I was doing that, I decided to do just one more. And as I'm mm-hmm. writing, I was interrupted yeah. um, because, you know, for whatever reason. And luckily that did happen because yeah. everything was right there, ready. I was just right. finishing my letter, yep. you know, getting yep. everything in order. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but so, yeah, you, you talked about self-awareness mm-hmm. um, and you talked about, I, I think one of the things people don't believe because we don't talk about it enough that entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are truly suffering. Like yep. they're technically 50% more likely to have a mental health condition than it's, it's actually 79%. It's, it's huh? 79%. 79? Okay. <laughs> it's pretty All high. Right. I know. It's, it's like, we gotta, we gotta get together and see what, what it, what it is. Cause now we're pulling from different sources mm-hmm. and then twice as likely to suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a tumultuous experience to be an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. there's so much self-doubt and imposter syndrome and loneliness yeah. and, and just good old-fashioned burnout that affects mm-hmm. your mental state and your ability to push forward through these things if you yeah. don't have a high level of self-awareness mm-hmm. and it, it can be very hard to navigate that it can be very hard not to get to that point right and I feel like in my life, I've done a lot of things that mm-hmm. were super stressful. I paid high level collegiate sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been in the military, you know, but entrepreneurship is when mm-hmm. I got depressed. Is yeah. when I thought about suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just incredibly stressful. And it, there's so much doubt. Before mm-hmm. I ask my next question, I do have a responsibility to make sure that everyone here listening mm-hmm. um, knows that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially right. when you visit fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. So use the Fullscale platform to find your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. You can visit mm-hmm. fullscale.io to learn more. I have used them before as a startup founder. I've been on the website. It's amazing. It's crazy what they have built. Please check it out. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. next up, we have to bring it up, even though I know it's 2022. Most right. people know the pandemic, you know, has given rise to mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they're not talking about the current suicide pandemic and as as we talk about the great resignation um, mm-hmm. and how people are at one third of those business, one third of those that have resigned are actually starting businesses. So mm-hmm. you would think we would start to address the fact that there will be an increase in suicide rates, right? right? Because mm-hmm. the entrepreneur population is growing by the day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact stat, stat but over a thousand businesses started every single day. Right. Um, what do you think about that? Um, so, um, you know, I've, I've actually talked to a lot of people, you know, cause you know, um, sometimes people will find my listing on Google, 
you know, with, with my old agency that I used to run because it's still okay. active. I have one of the highest reviews in KC right now. Oh, wow. Uh, Akimba Creative Solutions. Uh, when I used to do advertising, very, uh, not, I still do, but but not as active as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, people find me and reach out. So I'll, I'll, I'll get calls from random people that are starting business, you know, because of like necessity, because they don't have jobs. And these are people that have been working, you know, your your regular nine to five. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but now it's not available anymore. And they're all jumping in and, you know, and not, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, honestly, you know, uh, but people yeah. are going into it right now because they need it. help. I know <laughs> entrepreneurship is not for everybody, you know, because <laughs> some some people don't 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 even understand why we do what we do until they, they actually see the end goal. They're like, oh, OK, because right now, even with my son's mom's family, that's a very mm-hmm. long so my ex's family, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the reason why we aren't even together is because I just one day just went into entrepreneurship and they, and then we're very confused and they're amazing people, but they didn't understand why I was doing what I, why, why was I suffering? I lived in my car at one point for six months and then they didn't understand why go get a job and just go work. And I was like, no, I have this thing in my heart that is calling to me. And if I don't do it, I'll be very sad. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I may even take my own life. So I feel the need to do this. And with that comes with a lot of pressure, not from just yourself, but the family that doesn't trust you and all of the things that are around you that are telling you that, you know, this is not going to work. You, you you are seeing stats of how, how, how quickly people fail in the first five years. And now you're having a lot of people that are jumping into this space with, with zero, you know, um, like preparation. Not, not that we have zero, we have any preparation, but at least we have the mindset, but they don't have the mindset and they come in with a lot of expectation. I've consulted so many people where I'm literally, it, it feels like, an, you know, I'm like interrogating them now because I don't want them to go into this space with all the expectations. They're like, hey, I have this idea, you know, I, I want to build this, I want to build this. I mean, I'm just like, yes, but why are you doing this? Why do you do it? And then they'll tell me, well, I lost my job. I'm saying, well, that's not enough. And you, I, I've been turning down things from left to right because I don't want to, you know, uh, help someone go into a space that could potentially become fatal because it, it is very rough here, you know, it's 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 hard to be in this space and be, you know, 100 percent vulnerable. And, and these people, most of the people that are coming in during COVID, you know, they're going in and jumping in head first and they usually get chewed up so fast. And now they're identifying with that failure. And this is something that even the seasoned entrepreneurs are doing. But usually the mindset kind of helps a lot of people to keep going. Uh, and most of these people don't have that mindset to to identify Okay, I I failed. I'm gonna keep going because this failure, uh, you know, taught me X Y Z. But they're coming from a sector where, you know, you you cannot fail. You just have to excel at what you do. And now you're failing constantly, and that failure can be very scary. And this is something that I I also uh, experienced when I first started in the mental health space. Uh, I was having meetings with with uh, funders. And I'll walk in with so much excitement, fire in my eyes. I was little, my hair was probably on fire on ideas. And I'll walk in, I'll say all these things. And then they said, no. And I'm just like, like, but people are dying. I was saying things like that. People are dying. And you said, no. And they'll say, it's not part of my pillar. And I'm just like, what pillar are you talking about? <laughs> I will be so confused. Uh, but, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, understand that these people have their own businesses that they've been running for years. They, they have KPIs that they have to hit. And I came from just an, you know, a, a, as a media buyer into entrepreneurship. So, you know, I, I went through a lot the first two years, but luckily I had therapy that was kind of guiding me through the whole process. So I guess that would, that would be my cheat code. 
Uh, but a lot of people that are coming in now, they're coming in because they really, really, really need to work and they need they need to figure out how to make it. And, you know, we are very like resilient species. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are adapting and actually realizing, oh, I'm meant to do this. But as also a lot of people that are, you know, which I'm very afraid of, you know, are, you know, going through a lot right now because they, they cannot figure out why they are failing because, uh, I've I've talked to some people that are like I know I'm 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 really good at my job. I'm just like no, it's not about how good you are. It's about you know what what can you do for this company? Uh, you know most people will, will forget that they'll go in and lay out all their strategies, but they'll forget that you were talking to another company. So there's a lack of listening. So uh, I can go on and on about why because uh, there's so many different factors that I have experienced and adapted and then implemented as I go forward. Uh, on this space because I've only been around for six years as an entrepreneur, but I felt like I've always been one uh, growing up. Not that I was saying I, I was selling uh, l- uh, lemonade or anything because everybody has the lemonade story. <laughs> but, you know, in, in my heart, you know, I've always been, a, you know, kind of like a very techie kid. I used to break down radios as a kid. Very much into that. I'm a big fan of solar. I, I was part of a band where we actually... You know, the creator actually created a solar powered uh, device that would power the entire set for 10 hours. And it was so janky. And I've always enjoyed being part of that process and tweaking and, you know, just taking a lot of risks. And now we're seeing a lot of people that don't have the the, the capabilities to be risk takers, but now they're forced to, to do so. And they have mouths to feed and they, they have a high risk of failure because they have kids that are depending on them. Yeah. And most of us are just, got, you know, usually coming in at a very young age, luckily, with not, not a lot of responsibility. So we have more room to fail and grow. But, yeah, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are just finding me on Google. And, it, and, and it's very sad to, for me to say no, because I know if I say yes, I'll end up running their whole business because I, I don't want them to fail either. Because exactly. I understand, you know, the mindset that they have and how scary it is. So, yeah, I can... It's, so, it's, it's definitely so a lot of factors. Let, let, let's hit that real quick because mm-hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we're very, very loud about our wins, mm-hmm. right? And Amen. one of the ways that we can even advocate for ourselves and like getting support, sorry about that, support and help and resources is if we talked about when we weren't so good, right? right. And mm-hmm. that we are struggling with the loss. It is okay to lean into your losses, as people say, and your failures, and learn mm-hmm. from them and grow from them. And a, a failure isn't a failure, it's a win. Right. All, all the cliche things that are put out on social media and wherever else. But where can you remember a time where you failed it within your business or as an entrepreneur, where it, where it really took you to a low point? Oh, yeah. I mean, that just happened. I know, I, I, you know, sometimes people are like, you're contradicting, bro. I'm just like, no, it's a process. You guys don't get it. I'm constantly growing. So I fail a lot. L- literally back in November of last year, uh, you know, I hired almost 65 people to work on three different projects, three different films. And these are like, you know, really expensive budget films. But I, I'm like, I can do this. I mean, you know, I, I have the money. Uh, and, and then I, I, I just hired a bunch of people and I was happy about hiring people in Kansas City in the middle of COVID because I'm because as an entrepreneur, we, we we love to help. We love to create opportunities. And here I was, I brought in so many people that, that were going through so much and I hired so many people. But then I didn't have the skill to manage a team that big. Honestly, I've never managed more, more than five people and now it's 60 plus people. 
literally we were hanging out in the in, in the office and I didn't know what to do and we were just hanging out. One time, I'm gonna admit to this, we started eating edibles <laughs> and we were supposed to pre like pre, pre like ready for work. And we, we got so high and, and, and then one guy who uh, I'm not gonna say his name because it was not the great experience, but but he he was the only one who was like, We cannot do this in the office. And I was like, You can't tell him what to do. This is my stuff. <laughs> This is my life. And I was like, I, I want to have a space where people can do anything that they want and be completely free, which was horrible. That was the worst experience I've, I've ever, I've, I, 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 by December, I ended up losing half of the crew because I, I, I let someone else manage instead of, instead of me doing it. Cause I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll just let someone else manage it. And this person was writing contracts that they had no business writing. They were writing proposals and accepting uh, deals, uh, you know, proposals from filmmakers that were overcharging. Usually, for example, uh, let's say someone who's operating one camera, I'll pay them, you know, three fifty to four hundred dollars a day because that's Kansas City rate. But they were giving him uh, seven hundred dollars as a propose, and he accepted it. One person, sound sound person, I usually budget for nine hundred dollars for a sound person, and he accepted four thousand dollars for a sound person. So imagine that sixty five people. The budget for the production was supposed to be, I think, twelve thousand dollars, and then one of them went up to seventy-five thousand. The second thousand, the budget was was fifteen. That went all the way to forty grand, and then I, uh, but you know, I I did not review because I trusted him. You know, he looked like he knew what he was doing, so I, I didn't take time to do because I, I I was overworking myself at the same. I was still running my advertising gigs at the same time. So Andrew Morgans was actually one of my clients. I was running his advertising at the same time. So I was trying to balance all this. So I, I let go of, of the Freedom Project and I let someone else manage it so that I can focus on clients. And then one day, uh, all the invoices came in one day. I literally, I still remember opening, I, I'm using my big screen here and I open all of the tabs, uh, different tabs of almost 65 different invoices, for, but for two projects. And I did the matter. I was like, what the heck? So my, imagine me calling everybody and trying to renegotiate after they've already shot the first episode. Um, and we had seven episodes. So that would have been a disaster. And, and then while, while that was going on, there were a bunch of scandals happening on the side. There were uh, mismanagement of funds. You know, there was so many things happening at the same time. And, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, was not paying attention. Uh, I, 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 you know, took it as, you know, this is my fault. And that almost damaged me like November, December, January. And I was also losing clients on the agency side because now my mindset is, is, is not steady. And I had a really big client. I don't want to name their name, but it's a very big company in the film space. And it was a six figure budget. So I was managing that too. And then all the results started dropping and I was spending so much time than I've ever done on 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 like the Google accounts and then, you know, trying to figure out what am I missing. But the fact that my mind was so thinned out and I was thinking about so many different, I could not find why the results were dropping. Because, you know, bigger companies, they they, they, they have specific numbers and user when the when it drops, you, you're in big trouble. But I, I did not know why, so I could not figure out. So there were so many things happening and I was blaming myself for all of that. And everybody started getting angry I literally had a Facebook group and imagine me wanting to help people uh, become better in their mental, I mean, the mental health journey. Mm-hmm. And here I am, I have people that I've never met because the film community in KC can be very toxic. One person will say something and it gets, ah. you know, more things starts adding. I had a Facebook post, Facebook group, and people started commenting. People were sending me screenshots. And then there were some people defending me that know me, but I wasn't saying anything because I do have a tendency of just 
you know, I literally went to Utah and, and just disappeared because I'm just like, I can't, uh, wow. I can't do this. So that was a very bad point, which taught me something that I should always never, you know, just let go, uh, especially if I've never done something as big as that and, and not, you know, uh, actually be part of the process because I've always been in the process. But I felt like at that point I was literally saying new money. I had a, I had a velvet shirt. I was calling the new money shirt because I was like, I've been working on this for so long. Now there's money coming in. I'll hire someone else to do it. But mm-hmm. that was a big problem. And I wasn't paying attention. And and then the second thing, which was the most important thing, was that I was trying to do so many different worlds at the same time, running a big campaign and running production that required so much of my attention. Because yeah. I did write all the script too. So I, I was involved in the process. So it's like there was so much that I was doing that overwhelmed overwhelmed me. I was way out of my, uh, you know, my head, uh, my league. I, it was It was insane. And but that's, today, that's what we do as entrepreneurs, <laughs> how to wear every single hat. I know one, nobody can do it like us. It was but, scary. But it, it was is scary. a slippery slope. Yeah, every single hat to suicide. Excuse my brashness, but no, oh, yeah, it, it was hard. <laughs> very, very quickly get to a low point, like yeah. instantly. And I, I feel like this is a good spot to go ahead and talk about hiring. Right. Um, so for my listeners, do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? We do not have a pr- production crew like, you know, testers, leaders, left full, full scale help. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the people on the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts so mm-hmm. that we don't get to our low point. Right. We visit fullscale.io. All you need to do is answer a few questions then let the platform match you up with fully vetted highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. Um, Full Scale specializes in building long-term teams that work only for you. So mm-hmm. you can learn more uh, at fullscale.io. Back to our regular program. <laughs> well, that was awesome. They should definitely pay you extra for that, for roast, using using my story to roast me for your ad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're welcome, guys. Uh, I, funny story. I, I was just, you know, before I called, I actually, you know, looked at their website. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I, sh- I should figure out how to work with these people and hire more developers on there. And sort yeah. of, and- you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a, hey, I am not being paid to sell full scale services. But what I will say is I know the, mm-hmm. the owner of the company, Matt, I know a lot of his team members and, um, as I build tech startups, they're, mm-hmm. they're always front of mind. Um, mm-hmm. just, just the business model and the way they're set up to help and the mission right. and what he's trying to do. Like, I, I, I love it. So yeah, I know a awesome. lot of uh, tech founders here in Kansas City who, who work with Full Scale and have a full yeah, build a- from inception all the way to wow. uh, acquisition um, wow. using his, his developers. So. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely looking into it because that's a huge yeah. stress reliever right there. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. solves the problem that right. we're discussing. You, you you hire these people. You think you got the right team. You hire 65 people. And they, yeah, I've wasted so much money. I, man. I still can't get over that number. Yeah, I've literally. I the title of this show to 65. Yeah. I feel like, like people would get it after. They, they you, click it because it's like, why is this called 65? You're like... <laughs> How to mess up at 65. Yeah, huh? <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. the Freedom Project, I, I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna really dig into that is about rethinking mental illness. Yeah. And how to get people 
the support they need through documentaries. Yeah. Through, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. how can it help um, victims of the current suicide epidemic when we talk about entrepreneurs? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't go, you know, just keep talking because this is my, yeah, my favorite five part. Let's, five let's, minutes. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So b- b- basically, you know, I, I um, you know, the reason why I even wanted to take my own life is because I wasn't aware of what was wrong. I, I didn't realize I was dealing with mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me, I was identifying with everything that was happening and not and not realizing I was also identifying with my depression, anxiety, and all these sort of things. So there was zero boundaries, and that, that's why I, I was very you know you know dangerous to myself. So I basically figure out what's the best way to uh, talk to people directly, uh, where we're using other people's story, and also mixing it with the you know you know with the psychologists and also artists and all these different people that are really good at communicating their feelings but they don't know they don't even know why they're communicating it so so i use art a lot i use music i use classical music a lot too uh and and you know mix it with storytelling to be able to speak to people where they are all right so that's one element of the freedom project we use film to do that and you know you know if, if you're a fan of a film everybody knows how powerful films are video in general you can talk to people and propose things as long as you capture their attention so that's one element and then the second part is to be able to do events on a global scale right now i'm doing it on a state-to-state level and with that comes with legislation i want to make sure that i'm actually passing legislation to make sure that we're not just advocating but we're also enacting solution through legislation because right now i'm passing to uh, I've actually proposed two bills to the state of Missouri and Kansas, which is going to require for every child, as they progress through school, they will learn about your, th- their own mental health. And that's for me, because when I was a kid, I didn't know what was wrong. I was making fun of people with mental illness, uh, and I didn't even know that that was bad. So, I, you know, I, I didn't know. Uh, so I'm trying to make sure that kids, as they grow up, they learn. we're creating curriculums to make sure that they're aware of their own mental health. And the second bill is going to focus around licensing for psychologists so that they can be able to practice and not having to jack up their own prices because licensing is very expensive, especially yeah. if you have to practice in different states. Uh, and especially now with COVID, imagine being online and paying licensing because you have to serve someone in Kansas, but you live in Missouri. Okay. And we're literally I'm in the same, in the same place. Going through that. Yeah, it makes no sense. And psychologists are really tired. In Missouri, in Kansas. Literally. I know. And, and most of them will end up leaving because they're like, I can't, I can't pay this, you know, because people are expecting them to do things pro bono. Yeah. But be, being a psychologist is really hard because you also have your own things to deal with. And now you're hearing stories every day and people are expecting you to charge literally zero dollars and, and they want you to pay licensing. So that's also another legislation that I'm working on. And then there's on a third sector, which is research and education. So I'm actually building an education platform right now. And I'm partnering with like institutions uh, like um, sort of we can bring in more psychologists into the works, uh, uh, the psychology space. So I, I have a partnership with the University of Kansas Health System to do a research, which is going to be a very like detailed academic research in order for us to introduce that to schools. And, and they also talk about the li- you know licensing because if you can have big institution talk about licensing, then we can get it on a federal level because you know wow. it's, you know so yeah that, that that's the goal those are the three sectors of the freedom project Amazing. that that I'm working on so I think I did good three minutes cool okay <laughs> no you did good all right so I'm gonna end it with some questions right off the dome answer mm-hmm. immediately are you ready <laughs> yeah you sure. 
I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do it. Uh huh. Describe yourself in one word. Wow, I wasn't. I I didn't think that's what you. Now I'm stuttering. <laughs> one word. Uh, I would say grateful. I'm 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 very grateful for where I am today because um. Okay. Uh, seven, seven years ago, I I would never dreamed of being here. So grateful. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you had to write a book mm-hmm. for your earlier self, mm-hmm. what would you write about? Uh, I I actually did that while while I was in a co- while I was going to college. I started writing a book called Space of Love because you know it, it, can you imagine how much pain I was in? Love. I wanted someone to give me space to just talk. Wow. And, and and hear me out, but I had a stutter, so no one had patience. So I felt like people were devaluing me the moment I opened my mouth because of the stutter. So I, I wrote a book, started writing a book called The Space of Love. I think I wrote like five pages. That was it. It was just me just crying uh, in, in the beginning of the two pages that no one gives me space, but I have all these ideas in my head, but no one lets me talk. So, yeah. Okay. Space of Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. New show title. Space yeah. of Love. No longer is it 65. <laughs> cool okay yeah. what would be the title of a book that your worst enemy wrote about you oh wow um a worst title uh so back then when i was going through the whole uh 65 you 65. know problem mm-hmm. 65 will be uh, <laughs> Like 65 would be probably uh, something that would scare me because I still remember that, uh, you know, but I've, I've had a lot of people tell me, you call yourself a mental health advocate and you can't even uh, pay my damn invoice. And I was like, the show is being canceled. We only did one episode. You want me to pay for the whole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't know much about film uh, as far as the uh, lawyer side and all of the, you know, paperwork side. So I felt like a lot of people made me say yes because I was desperate. Uh, at that point, and 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 I was cornered into saying, okay, yeah, I'll pay it. And then, but but when I actually spoke to my lawyer, she's like, you don't have to pay anything. You haven't done anything. You don't even have any of the footage. Why even messaging them? And I'm like, well, I know these people. They're friends of mine. Yeah. So, because I genuinely wanted uh, to to help them, but sometimes you know the the best you know intentions are pathway to hell sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I had to experience it because I was very gullible. I was very happy about bringing all of my friends. And not all of our friends are wanting to be at the same space that we're in. If anything, some of them are just watching us and waiting for to say, aha, I knew it, which I had. I had a few people went to Instagram and tagged me. And then they're saying, I knew it. The, you know, this guy is over, uh, way over in his, in his head. And some of these people have paid straight, never missed a date for four years straight. I'm even getting, my voice is getting emotional because w- w- one of them is someone that I really cared about. You know, we had the same similar age kids. So th- that was very disappointing to see that. And um, yeah, so that, that was definitely dark. So uh, 65 would be a, a, a title that would scare me. I'm so, oh, is this about me? <laughs> Last question. Yeah. If I gave you $10 million right now for the Freedom mm-hmm. Project, how would you yeah. use it? Oh, wow. Uh, $10 million. Uh, it, it would probably fund one of the documentaries, like completely finish it. Yeah, because, you know, they're very expensive. Because I, whenever I do projects, I I always have to make sure that I have money for the distribution. That's just my advertising brain. Before I will let anyone hire me, I want to make sure they have the budget for my services and the budget for making sure people know what their products is. Uh, so now as a filmmaker, I apply that. So I actually would create a whole distribution strategy. Right now, I partner with companies and, and be like, hey, um, uh, this is what you were trying to do with, with your business. 
let me help you get to XYZ while you help me do this film. So I, I, I include their marketing strategy in my distribution strategy, and that's how I'm able to afford films now as I progress. So yeah, um, $10 million would be sweet, which means I'll, I'll just be able to do things faster. And, you know, that there's a whole element of like, because, you know, one of the films that I, I, I actually completely finished, which has Chiefs players in it, you know, Netflix actually bought a similar film just like that, which had AOC and another congresswoman. And I also have Congress people in this film, football players. And Nexus bid for $10, $10 million. And I have seven of those written. And they're the same production value. And I already have a, a Netflix producer attached to it to make, to make that introduction when I finish it. So if there's anyone who's listening right now, I'm going to do one pitch. Uh, I have seven of the t- a film that Netflix has paid $10 million. So if you're interested, let me know. Because uh, yeah. your boy needs help. Yeah. <laughs> and where can people reach out to you? Uh, so usually when you find the Freedom Project, kc.com, uh, you, you, you'll you find me. Uh, and But my Instagram is Abraham Advocates. Uh, uh, and I, I use that name just to become not 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 to move away from advertising but an advertiser as they're in the mental health space uh who's also doing film and technology so abraham advocates with an s usually you can find me on twitter facebook uh actually not facebook i haven't been there in a while uh <laughs> and and i uh, usually t- uh uh instagram and twitter is where i'm more active uh so yeah uh, you can find me anywhere awesome well you heard mm-hmm. it hopefully everybody enjoyed the show i've Absolutely enjoy speaking with you. We did go a little over time, but I don't think anybody minds. Uh, Once again, this is Mental Health Monday series with me, Janae Gamage, your guest host, our -hmm. second episode. See you back for our last and final episode. It is sure to be a treat. Mm -hmm. Hope to see you all there. Have a good one. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.